Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline, get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Baccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you. We're brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, CH Insurance, and Brian Convoy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today at advisors.massmutual.com. Syracuse football, you know, training camp going on and all the rest as we get set for the 2023 campaign and kind of wanted to do a, a little preview on the team. And, and as I record this, um, you know, still do not know the status of LaQuinn Allen. I mean, that whole situation has been absolutely ridiculous uh, in terms of, you know, throwing one punch in self-defense, the other kid throws two, and somehow it's on LaQuinn Allen. You know, they suspend him for the season. The university does not back this kid. Uh, I don't know what is going on here, why people are not in this guy's corner as much, but this is just ridiculous, uh, this whole situation. And, you know, a lot of what's going to happen offensively, you know, if he's in there, uh, is, is going to be, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's really what they're, what they're basing a lot of the offense around in terms of, you know, running the football and, um, you know, getting, you know, the play action going and all the rest. I, I just, man, it is a really, 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 really hard thing for SU football right now. And I hope that they can figure this thing out with the future court date and all that. Again, I'm recording it as the status is. Now, um, certainly things can change as we move down the line. Um, SU football so far, though, I mean, you know, you look at, um, you know, the roster that they have, and, and, and I think that I'm a little concerned with them up front on both sides of the football, even though I think Caleb Okachuku 
uh, you know, is primed and ready for a big year. I do think some of the freshmen that they've brought in uh, have some some wicked potential. Um, I think this team will be able to put up some some points. I mean, I don't think that there's any question about that. Um, you know, we're going to see a team that's going to throw it quite often. I think they'll be really active. We know that they have, you know, a quarterback who who really likes to, you know, get out of the pocket and run, and there's a lot of design there. They need to obviously protect him. But Garrett Schrader, you know, it's 6'4", 230, has shown that he can take some hits. Um, you know, we've seen some Carlos Del Rio Wilson uh, in the past. Perhaps we see more this year. Uh, but again, LaQuinn Allen, that, that, that's, a, that's a tough deal there. And the six foot, you know, 210-pounder, um, you know, they need him in there. There's no question about it. Uh, they got a bunch of, you know, mixed players here and there, whether it's the Juco scene or, you know, from New Mexico State a couple of years. Um, you know, you look at guys like Juwan Price, you look at Josh Escobar, uh, you know, those kind of players. Daniels, a kid from uh, Virginia. Uh, they do have some versatility and some strong options, um, you know, in terms of backups to LaQuinn Allen. Um, you know, the guy I'm looking at is Juwan Price. I think he could have a really, really big year. Um, as we know, he transferred to the Qs from New Mexico State in January of 2022. Um, you know, he had some good good games, you know, for New Mexico State. Uh, was a third, uh, you know, stringer behind, of course, Allen and the great Sean Tucker, you know, a year ago. But, um, you know, durability is his thing. He can catch it out of the backfield. Uh, he's really good between the tackles. So that could be, you know, an underrated kind of guy, uh, you know, for this football team. Um, you know, we know that SU is kind of in a in a an interesting predicament as far as you know the uh, the secondary goes, and and certainly the middle of the field. Um, you know, I they've got to eliminate, in my opinion, one of the big things with SU football has been the last several years. You see two major glaring weaknesses in terms of the third and long play that they give up all the time. You know, actually three big things: the tackling has been brutal in a lot of spots. And then I think the third thing is just in the trenches, right? And and you wonder here, maybe defensively, maybe, maybe, maybe defensively, that Rocky Long, you know, can come in here and, you know, 3-3-5 three, three, it until the sun don't, you know, sun sets here um, and, and see what, what happens here. I mean, you're talking about 50 years of experience with this guy. He's an innovative de- defensive mind, brought that defense 3-3-5 three, three, to prominence, and, you know, it's time to see what he can bring to the table. Um, 20 of those have, uh, years of experience, by the way, have come as a head coach at the FBS level. And, um, you know, look, this defense finished top 30 nationally uh, in back-to-back seasons running a defensive scheme that he made famous. I know that there were big moments. I do. And I know that, you know, over the last five to seven years, Syracuse has also lost some big-time players, you know, to the NFL. Andre Sisco and company, right? Like Zaire Franklin going back some years. They've lost quite a bit of big players, and those guys are hard to find if you're an SU. You know, you just replenish them if you're Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, whoever, um, you know, Michigan, et cetera, uh, USC, Oklahoma, but that's not the case here. Um, you know, and I, I'm interested to see what can happen here. You know, I think along with all these kind of newcomers and a couple of the studs he's got in terms of Ochukwu and all the rest, you know, here's a guy who over four decades, you've got him as the winningest head coach in Mountain West Conference history. Uh, you know, you've got him as the winningest coach in New Mexico history. He amassed the second most wins of any coach at San Diego State and four 10-win seasons, including a stretch of three straight in his nine years at the helm of the Aztecs. So he, he's a guy who, you know, SU is going to be counting on here a lot. And I know that there's been some, you know, speculation, and it's actually real speculation because Dino Babers and some of his assistants in the past, there's been some, you know, there's been a rocky go of certain things, right? 
But maybe, maybe, maybe Dino has finally figured out the coordinators, right? Maybe he's figured it out with Jason Beck and Rocky Long, and maybe he's figured it out with some of these other coaches on the, you know, corner, you know, Travis Fisher and company, Steve Farmer, you know, Mike Lynch, some of these specialty coaches as well. Um, SU, a very interesting schedule. We're going to touch on that a little bit next. I'm going to get into a little bit more of the roster as well. And, uh, hey, it's football season. Can you believe it? The MO Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. And, of course, your Fish Friday every week. And we're not that far from your comfort foods, which includes chicken and biscuit Wednesdays and meatloaf Mondays. Make sure you go to Rosie's Corner on Facebook and Instagram to find out more. And gift cards are always available for every and all occasions at Rosie's Corner, Route 11 in front of the Brewerton Bridge if you are in and around Central New York right off of the Bartell Road exit. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Camilla's Golf Club, and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. More SU football talk here next on the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Bowers & Company, CPAs, and CH Insurance. Always in your corner, CH Insurance, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. All right, schedule. Let's have a look at it. They play the famous Colgate game uh, at the Dome on September 2nd. Got to be a win. Western Michigan at home. They boast a decent, stout, you know, tough group, especially up front. But they got to win this game. Got to start 2-0. Then you go at Purdue. Purdue, as we know, either up or down. You don't really know. They have potential to go 9-3. Then they could go 6-6. Six and six. We just don't. Purdue's kind of all over the place every year. By the way, speaking of Purdue, I just read that amazing book that Tyler Trent, the youngster, that really crazy uh, Purdue fan who died of bone cancer. He got it three times. It was gut-wrenching to read, but it was also <clears throat> pretty great because his story lives on. He's a hero forever. Um, you know, all the research that he did, the book sales, uh, the things that are, his parents and his siblings are still doing to raise money. Uh, it, it just, my gosh, I mean, what an impactful human being. And, of course, he picked that, you know, Purdue upset over Ohio State a couple years back, too. Um, but that game can go either way, no question about it. That's an NBC game on a Saturday so a lot of eyes around college football, um, you know, in terms of fans watching in the country. Army ain't going to be easy, man. September 23rd, that is at the JMI Wireless Dome as well. Three of the first four games, actually four of the first five, you know, are at home. And I think that there is a strong possibility Army comes into Central New York and beats SU. Uh, is solely based on their offensive line and their scheme. This 3-3-5 is going to be really, really tested by Rocky Long, because uh, by Army, uh, we're going to have to see what, uh, you know, Rocky Long has in store uh, for this, uh, you know, for this offense because they are just crazy. I mean, they are a crazy offense. They run tons of pistol and wishbone and, 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 and formations that are all over the place. So Army is going to be a handful. I think Syracuse will win the game. I think it'll be close and they need to win the game. Even if you lose at Purdue, I think you have to be 3-1 and one to start the year because you got Clemson coming up here on the 30th. SU always plays Clemson extremely tough, so I'm not even going to say that Clemson is going to come in and roll over him, especially it being a home game. Hopefully fans pack the house. Hopefully it's 40 to 45,000. It is homecoming and all the rest. Clemson, you don't, I, I can't say that that's a loss. I have to say that that might even be a toss-up game, only because there's something in the Syracuse blood 
that makes them play tough against Clemson. At North Carolina, October 7th, high-octane offense there. Going to be a tough game at Keenan Stadium. At Dope Campbell, Florida State, that one I can pencil in a loss right now. I can tell you flat out that there's no way they're going to be able to contain Travis and Benson and company. Weirder things have happened, but I got the Knowles win in the ACC, so I would never pick SU down in Tallahassee. Virginia Tech, always a tough place to play on the 26th of October. That one is at Lane Stadium, of course. Boston College at home, got to win that one on the 3rd of November. Yankee Stadium with Pittsburgh. That is a game that will be interesting on November 11th. A total toss-up game there. Georgia Tech on the road toss-up game. And then Wake Forest on the 25th of November around Thanksgiving time to close things out for the 2023 campaign. I think SU has potential to go 7-5. and five. I think it's more 5-7, and 6-6. Seven, six and six. They came out of the gate last year 6-0, and oh, and I told everybody to hold on because Dino's teams always fold in the end, and that they did, 5-6 and six to finish the year. They did get that nice win at home against BC uh, to end the season, but... Uh, excuse me, at BC, at BC, at BC. They played at BC last year, yeah, because they're home for them this year on November 3rd. So, um, But I think, again, if you look at the schedule, and I'm not guaranteeing wins because you can't do that in sports, but you look at Colgate, you look at Western Michigan, you look at Army, uh, you look at, you know, again, possible upset again of Clemson because they play them well. Um, you look at BC at, 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 at home, you know, maybe even Wake at home, and then all the other toss-up games, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, you know, Vatech, uh, Carolina, you know, Syracuse, I just ripped off five possible wins. I mean, can you win two more out of that group? You know, even if you lose to Clemson, can you win two more? You know, again, my expectations for SU football every year, it's very simple. I mean, I, I, I just want, you know, I want seven wins, seven, eight wins every year. And with the ACC being really, really down, um, you know, I think, I think it's possible. You know, I know that Northeast football isn't what it was. I know that the Dome isn't what it was. I know all these things. But I really, 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 really think it's possible for SU every year to be able to recruit two and three star kids and develop them how they want and win six, seven games, go to a bowl game. And if you're an SU fan with a climate changing in college football and all the rest, that should be enough for you. It should be. You know, this team defensively, I'm looking for Marlo Wax to have a huge year at linebacker. Right, I mean, you look at the last few years with the, you know Cisco, Michael Jones, all these different guys. You know, Zaire Franklin going to the pros. It's hard to replace those kind of guys. Not only the quality of the player, but the quality of the person. I think Caleb Okachukwu, you know, the DC native, is going to have another monster year. I, I think he's, you know, he's a redshirt senior. Uh, his hunger, his motor. Uh, I think he's going to play on Sundays at some point as well. And you look at, you know, what he's done in his career. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you know, he's a six-year defensive lineman, by the way. 37 games, 36 over the last three seasons, 83 tackles, 14 for a loss, nine sacks, a pick, two forced fumbles, a touchdown uh, in his career. And uh, he's just been really, really good. You know, he started out as a redshirt, you know, junior year type of a thing. And, um, you know, he went, you know, in from ECAC All-Star, um, you know, and just really, really, really has just been a big time force, you know, for this Orange team. And, um, you know, you remember those big games against uh, NC State, man. Made That was 2022, right? Last year, he made three tackles and a had a half a sack against NC State. At eight tackles against Clemson, right? Five against Notre Dame. Uh, he takes on double teams and all the rest. I, I think he's going to be a pretty darn good uh, uh, guy again this year. And if you remember, he was a defensive end for head coach Joe Casameno, my, my buddy who used to coach at CBA, of course. And, um, you know, he rated 38 among strong side defensive ends by 24-7 uh, sports. So 
Uh, he's been around. Uh, people know um, how good of a kid he is. He's, he's just easy to coach, and he's super smart, man. He's pursuing a master's degree in applied data science. So uh, he, he's, he's a really good player. He played in the Under Armour All-America game. I mean, he goes back to high school playing at a very, very high level at, uh, you know, at St. John's College in Washington, D.C. So uh, I love this kid. I think he's going to have another big year. Um, you know, and again, I think offensively this team's going to be able to put up points. I just think eliminate the big plays, win the games you're supposed to, you know, win, you know, try to do a little bit better on the line of scrimmage. A lot's going to depend offensively on the Quinn Allen because they're going to have to kind of change the game plan a little bit using a committee of running backs. So we'll see if he's healthy, not healthy, but we'll see if he's allowed to play, I should say. Health is always a big thing. You know, trenches and all the rest, those are all big things, you know, but again, a lot of wide receivers to go to, man. You know, you got Trevor Pena in there who, I think has some outstanding, uh, you know, potential. Um, you know, I, I think Garrett Schrader's got some great weapons. I do. Uh, I would love to see, you know, the offensive coordinator and staff and all the rest get the ball out of his hands quicker, um, you know, just because of, of you know, the, 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 the players they're playing against, you know, on the other side. I mean, all these ACC defensive players. But he's going to have Aronde Gadsden. You know, he's going to have big-time weapons. He's got Pena. He's got Damian Elford, right? He's still got players on this roster who are really damn good, really damn good, uh, a lot of potential as well. Um, you know, you got Demarcus Adams as a redshirt senior. A lot of these wide receivers don't get a lot of time, and then they get in there, and then they look like a chicken with their head cut off, um, and, and, and they're running all over Hell's Half Acre, and then they're not expecting the ball a lot. It's time to get these guys in. It's time to get them a ton of reps. It's time to get them in early so that they have those reps and they can go from there. Uh, Escobar, you know, Price, um, the other Escobar, um, you know, Ike Daniels. Uh, we'll see what happens there with that committee of running backs if LaQuinn Allen cannot get in there. Um, but that situation is a, a complete clown show. And obviously, in order to have a bowl season, you got to keep Garrett Schrader upright. So the offensive line's got to be good. And we know that they're missing the biggest piece of all with Matthew Bergeron going to the NFL. So some Syracuse thoughts. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb. Last year, I said 4-8. and eight. This year, I'm coming in hot. I'm going to say 7-5 and five for the Orange. I think they finished with the same year as last year, uh, record as last year. I think they win, um, you know, some games they're supposed to. I think they find one somewhere. Um, you know, Florida State is going to be really tough to beat on the road. You know, maybe maybe they beat Clemson at home. I don't know. But I'm not worried about beating Clemson and Florida State. I'm worried about, you know, beat, you know, flip a coin. You know, you take Carolina, Georgia Tech, Wake, those kind of games. Uh, Pittsburgh, you go 2-2 two and two against them. You beat Western Michigan, Colgate, right? Maybe you go at Purdue and win type of a thing. You got to beat BC at home. Those are the games that I'm looking to win. If you're telling me that you can upset Clemson and you're going to go 4-8 and eight or 5-7 and seven and miss a ball, I'd rather go 7-5 and five and get blown out by Clemson because the expectation is always to get blown out by a superpower Southern school in the Power 5 when you compare Q's to all these other big-time programs. That's the reality of the situation. Will you take the upset? Absolutely. But if it's at the cost of not having a winning record or not going to a bowl game, go see some years back when they upset Vitek and upset Clemson, but then the injuries and the struggles in the end and the lack of focus and all the rest. I'd rather lose to those teams and beat a few other softer clubs and go to the postseason and have a better winning record. That's just how I look at SU football right now, and I've said it for a long time. Syracuse's goal should be to be the Northeast Iowa right, and what Kirk Ferentz has built there. Try to win seven, eight games every year, go bowling every year, try to recruit as best as you can, develop players, but keep winning enough games to be at least relevant to play around Christmas time in a bowl game. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, 
They'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to our great friends over at CH Insurance, Rosie's Corner, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Unbelievable work. LPT, Old Liverpool Road. Whether it's post-op uh, rehab needs or you need something else, like I dislocated my shoulder in a, a ridiculous, unbelievable, abnormal fashion by the pool uh, about eight weeks ago. Uh, they've been helping me tremendously. Ben and Ben and, and, and Pete and the gang, they're doing a great job over there. Liverpool Physical Therapy, the official therapy house of the ML Sports Platter. Make sure you go see them for all of your PT needs. And of course, thanks to the friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Alonzo family. Follow me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, Mike Lindsley 7060. And as I always tell you, Enjoy the games. We all want to protect our families, our homes, our businesses, and our health. CH Insurance provides the best personal and business coverage at the best value. You can trust the pros at CH. Here's who's in your corner. We have a really good team. We're always trying to help you in the best way as we can. The team makes the dream, right? And I would say that our our colleagues are second to none. We treat our clients like their family. When it comes to protecting what's important to you, the pros at CH Insurance are in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.